special thank you to our sponsor, Associated Industries of Massachusetts, also known as AIM. AIM is the largest business association in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. To learn more about AIM, you can visit aimnet.org. That's A-I-M-N-E-T dot org. Hi, I'm Juliet Mayers. Welcome to Entering the Inspiration Zone with Juliet Mayers, a podcast for business professionals and entrepreneurs seeking positive connection and professional development. As an accomplished author, speaker, DEI strategist, and member of Forbes Coaches Council, I am living the dream, and I love helping others achieve their dreams. Each episode, I will share with you actionable steps that you can take to build the work and life you've imagined. Welcome to episode nine. I'm so excited about today's topic, asking for what you want. This is something that, quite frankly, I've had to learn how to do, and it's something that every single successful person has had to do in some form because none of us gets to where we go. None of us achieves our dreams alone. We all need people. We all need each other. And our ability to be effective is largely dependent on our ability to ask the right questions, ask for what we want, along with, of course, some of the things that we've talked about in the past, managing your brand, strategic networking, and all of that. But, you know, you can have the best preparation, you can have the best education, and you can have the best opportunity. However, in order to maximize that opportunity, you have to ask for what you want. And in some cases, in many cases, in order to even be considered for the opportunity, you need to ask for what you want. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, asking for what you want. So if you grew up in a culture where asking for help is commonplace, understand that not all cultures embrace this concept and the notion of asking for help, whether it's with a project, a new procedure, for a raise, a promotion, business opportunity, or simply asking for help with a business problem is countercultural for some people. While many have learned to make the ask, the majority of people need help and do not enjoy asking for help. Actually, most people don't enjoy asking for help, and that's what neuroscientists and psychologists will tell you. That said, many people, particularly in the dominant culture, have learned to make the ask. Personally, learning how to ask for help, for me, it didn't come easy. As a native Barbadian, I'm from originally from the island of Barbados, West Indies, my childhood lessons included messages about self-reliance, not telling people your business, not sharing vulnerabilities, projecting strength, even if it meant suffering in silence, because it was about taking pride in yourself, your accomplishments, and self-reliance. Of course, as I got older, I realized that those same what appeared to be great traits also became huge hurdles as I had to unlearn the unhealthy aspects of some of those things. So to be clear, asking for help in my upbringing, how I was a cultural 
to so to be clear, asking for help was viewed as a weakness. Fast forward many years later, when I entered the corporate world, armed with a marketing degree, I landed a coveted position in what was at the time the leading company for leadership development. What I learned then throughout my corporate journey and now as an entrepreneur is that I must ask for help. In so many instances, I was the first, the only, probably the only woman, the only black woman. And I know that many of you can identify with that because at some point in our lives, many of us have found ourselves in situations where we may be the only. I also, though, had to acknowledge that not asking for help is something that I would have to learn to undo if I was going to survive and thrive. And for me, failure was a luxury I could not afford. I'll say that again. (laughs) Failure was a luxury I could not afford. When you're not in the dominant group or the in-group, your failure is often not just attributed to you as the individual, but to your entire identity group. This makes the notion of failing fast and failing often a very difficult concept for some people to embrace. I didn't see many people like me in corporate spaces back then, so I often felt watched. Quite frankly, I don't see many people like me in corporate spaces now, but okay, that's a quick aside. (laughs) We are making progress though, so I'm really excited about that. But getting back to my point, if I failed, that negative attribution bias could make it very difficult for others who look like me. It isn't fair. And you know what? Society is working on this. So things have gotten a little better and hopefully we'll continue to progress. But this indeed is the double bind. So you have the self-reliance, discipline, doing great work. They're just not enough when it comes to advancement for some people. In addition to developing relationships and strategic networking, which I talk about extensively in my book, The Guide to Strategic Networking, asking for help and enlisting the support of colleagues, allies, mentors, sponsors is necessary for accelerating career growth and business advancement. It's also essential to nurture and protect the personal brand, right? Or I should say your personal brand within the work environment and in the marketplace. And in this context, I'm referring to anything outside of your immediate work environment as the marketplace. We talk about branding in all episodes, and I think it's very, very relevant here because how people view you, perceive you, and interact with you influences your ability to be effective and ultimately to make the ask. And we're talking about an effective ask, right? Asking for what you want means that you're relying on others to meet a need. There's some level of dependence is involved. For some, this may signal a deficiency or vulnerability, while others, it's just the way things are. They have learned and have been acculturated and have mental models and mentors who model this behavior. It's not a big thing. Regardless of which camp you're in, this is a skill that differentiates the haves and the have-nots. As you think about your grand vision, remember that big dream that requires lots of ask, and in some cases, very big ask? Our focus here 
is on strategic ask. Major things that will help to advance your career or advance and grow your business. So let's talk specifically about career advancement. To a large extent, there are lots of professionals and executives who feel strongly that they should receive the recognition and opportunities on the strength of their contribution to the organization. We've all heard stories of people who have been literally tapped on the shoulders, taken into the office, and have been given big promotions, significant bonuses, and the like. As you listen to this podcast, some of you are holding firm to the concept of the organizational meritocracy, right? The fact that you have worked hard, you've done what you're supposed to do, and therefore you are deserving and will be recognized and rewarded because you have earned it. You firmly believe that you shouldn't have to ask, or perhaps you grew up in an environment or a culture like mine where that was looked at as a weakness. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's the people who make the ask, who are strategic about it, and who are thoughtful in how they go about it that are most likely to get what they want. Let's look at a specific example of something that happens more often than you might think. Let's call this person Sam. Sam will be our persona for this professional male employee who is a leader and is wanting to advance. He has his eyes set on the upper echelons of the organization, and he just needs a little bit of help to get there. So Sam is an okay performer. He's done pretty good work, no better than any of his other colleagues. However, what we know about Sam is that he golfs with the boss on the weekends. Their children are in the same soccer league. They have mutual friends outside of work. And the boss has a comfort level with Sam. He trusts Sam. Furthermore, Sam has documented his contributions to the organization, is highly visible as a result of his volunteer work, his board work, and has articulated what he wants. Oh yes, while they were on the golf course, Sam asked for a promotion and made the case as to why he should get one. He actually prepared a discussion document that he went over with the boss following the golf outing. Well, the last one, because they've had several. It didn't happen immediately, but the boss knew what Sam was after and factored that into his decision when it was time for the reorg within his area. The boss was armed with the data he needed because Sam gave it to him. Sam was proactive in crunching the numbers, documenting his contributions, and he figured, you know what, I'll make it easy for him. I'll do, I'll do the legwork. Of course, you can validate the facts, but here it is. And so let's just speed this, to speed this example up, Sam gave him the facts and figures he needed to have the conversation with his peers and the other senior executives. The data answered the question, why Sam? So you're correct. Sam was tapped on the shoulder. However, a lot transpired behind the scenes, both in terms of networking, strategic visibility, documenting of contributions, and relationship management that led to Sam being the chosen one when the time came. I'm not suggesting that all promotions happen this way. I did want to bring home the point that there are a lot of other factors at play when it comes to professional career advancement. As you ascend to the senior ranks 
competence is assumed, and so is continuous improvement mindset. You need to know your value, network, build your brand, and you have to make the ask. So what are some things you should keep in mind when you're making the ask? Number one, be clear about what you want. What is it that you want? If you've done your work and you've completed your grand vision and your goals and you've documented your contributions and and all of that, it's important now to be specific about what your particular ask is. In Sam's case, he wanted a promotion. I'm sure he gave the title that knowing Sam, right, in this persona example, he probably gave the title of what he was looking for, along with all the other data he provided. So this is not the time to be vague about your objective. You know, so oftentimes people will say, well, I just want to advance. Well, advance to what? Doing what? What are you trying to accomplish? So be specific. The second thing that you need to do, address what's in it for them. Make sure you ask the other person's priorities, challenges, opportunities. Better yet, do some upfront observation, some research, some recognizance to understand the things that matter most to them and to the organization. It's not just the dollars and cents. Yes, the bottom line is important, and so is professional growth, personal connections, support of personal interest, and so on. Your boss will be even more receptive if you can tie their interests to your interests. So as a leader, you must think through the what's in it for them. In the old days, people would say, what's in it for me? Well, in this case, because you're the person who's making the ask, it's what's in it for them. So what if the power scales are uneven? What if the power scales are uneven? You may not always be in a position to offer something of value, significance to the person for whom you're seeking help, nor should you have to all the time, right? You can still ask about their challenges, priorities, and other things. We're all human beings, so there's always a point of connection. Do the work and find it. There is no downside. I'll say that again. There is no downside to asking others for help other than your personal perceptions of rejection. So is there a downside to asking others for help? I would say there's no downside to asking others for help. You know, notwithstanding your personal perceptions of rejection and or pain that you may associate with asking or hearing a no, which many people have a big problem with, even a no or not getting what you want at that time can be a good outcome because now you know more information, you have more insight, and hopefully you've asked for feedback so you have some fodder to work with. And if nothing else, you now have enough information to devise another plan. So be flexible, adaptable, and be willing to do the work to make your desires come to fruition. To my brothers and sisters, my BIPOC listeners, allies of BIPOC listeners, I know what you all are thinking. I see you. I know the struggle is real. And if you're thinking, been there, done that, still not getting ahead, still feeling stuck, two things. Read 
The Guide to Strategic Networking. Yes, that's my book. Read it. Also, also, don't be afraid to make the move to a different organization that sees you, values you, and your contributions, and appreciates you. So to wrap things up, I want to leave you with a few action items. Number one, do the inner work to uncover why you're not making the ask. Two, commit to making the necessary changes to position yourself for success. You must work on building your brand. You must continue to educate yourself. You must figure out what's important to your boss or whomever it is that you're trying to influence. You must adjust your mental model to make it okay to ask because you are okay. Number three, cultivate the relationships and networks to strengthen your connections. You can't do it alone. The more people you have in your court, the more people you have who are supporters and allies, the better off you'll be in positioning yourself for advancement and to make those strategic asks. Number four, get input from friends and advisors whom you trust. Take advantage of the opportunity to practice with those whom you trust and who you know will give you accurate feedback. Number five, make the ask. No point in doing all of that work and then checking out at the end. Rejection or a no is not about you. It's about how do you keep moving forward. And if you're not finding what you want or getting what you want, like I said, find another environment. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your stories. And if we are not yet connected, be sure to link with me on LinkedIn. It's my name, Juliet Mayers, M-A-Y-E-R-S. And also send a message, send a note. Let me know what you're thinking, if you have questions. And until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on Entering the Inspiration Zone. Until next time, we would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to join our mailing list, please send an email to info at inspirationzonellc.com. That's info at inspirationzonellc.com. And be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Thank you and have a fabulous day.